So, first off, um, they need to take away Diddy's phone. Somebody needs to take it away. But at the same time, I am a fan of this movement. This needs to happen. All right. Diddy I was love. trying to which movement? Yo, bro. I was tr- listen in two thousand four. All that Ben and Jennifer stuff. I was trying to. I was trying to mind my business. No, I wasn't even trying to talk I didn't about think you were this. Really talking about I wasn't this trying one. to talk about this at all. I. I. It's been on my radar. Like I've heard about it and in the back of my mind. I'm like I can't. Is this really? Is it two thousand four? Is this happening? But I, wasn't he just? Wasn't she just with somebody? But okay. All right. I cool. Mean, she God bless. Around. Cool. Hey. Hey. God. Hey. You know. Do your thing, sister. That ain't none of my damn business. Right. And in two thousand four, I was trying. Of my, that wasn't none of my that wasn't none of my black ass business either i really wasn't trying i was over but you take it back to 2000 you take it back two three years to 2001 2002 now you want to know who the first jay-z and beyonce could have been goodbye all right Mm-mm. yo i'm rooting Mm-mm. i'm rooting for this diddy and j-lo movement all right diddy i'll shoot you because j-lo because ran when shit got hot j-lo she ran yeah, she when did. she should have held it down she so did. yeah no i'm not looking shows for you who they are. <laughs> <laughs> believe them but i'm just thinking but if you okay right but look at all of her other uh relationships right that she that she that ended like it ended like because somebody like cheated or like it was divorced or like something bad mm-hmm. happened like you know like Ugh, okay they only ended we loved them together that's why you mad too because you loved mm-hmm. them together we all loved it we loved it don't you hate it you loved that performance at the 2001 uh, uh, BMAs, BMAs, that Jesus. green dress. You loved the behind the scenes when he Didn't said- Didn't they have the matching, you, the matching uh, bandana and the matching- Right, all right, when she appropriate, all right, she's pro- She's you, nah, let me see. J-Lo's just similar to Drake. She's been through all the cultures, all right? And just like, and you loved it. Uh, when yeah. he went on the when he went on the diary afterwards talking about the dress, I don't know how long it took her to have yeah, it just whatever. on, but I know how long it took her to get it off. You love the little, we all love them together, and what sucked, and but the only reason that they got they broke up was because of the night at the club. It wasn't because nothing. It didn't seem like they had a strain on their relationship. It seemed like she was like, oh no, my career, yeah, I can't handle this. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I think I think J Lo just thought that. In order to face the poison, she had to (laughs) poise on. No! I'm done. It made it to the it made it it's made its way onto the show. Let's start (laughs) the show. I've been working all night, now I need to hear you call my name. Where you at? On the way. How far? On the way. Poppin', poppin' on the way. How far we take it all the way? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I've been going all day and now I need to hear you Welcome back to another episode of the On The Way Podcast, where we give it to you straight. In this space, we won't say anything behind your back that we won't say to your face. We keep you up to date with the latest music, news, and everything related while you are on the way. I'm Khalil. And I'm Sylvie. And this is the On The Way Podcast. You can listen to this podcast on your way to get your lines straightened up, edged up on Saturday when you get your hair cut on your way out to the streets. Because they call it. You can listen to this podcast on your way to the beach. But either way, anyway, this is the On The Way Podcast. Black Queen. Yes. Sylvie Jones. Yes. How are you? I'm feeling really great, really blessed. Did you know that Love Jones is on Netflix? That's one of my favorite films. Nice. I feel like it's been there and been off and been off or never. It was on probably during quarantine when they had those, like, we're going to put black movies on here for like a month. Right. Um, you know what I But noticed? now it's like on, on. You know what I noticed? No. They all just got low. Con- all the, the studios just have contracts. They must have low contracts with the streaming services because 
the movie will go from like I just saw, I know I just saw it on like HBO Max, and mm. then now that it's off of HBO Max, it just went to Netflix. Mm-hmm. So it'll probably see on Netflix for a couple months, and then it'll go. To and the then I'll go somewhere else. Yep. All right, right. That's right. how it goes. Mm. Um, so I've been watching that because I love mm. that so much. The um, photograph one. I just love, come on now, come on now. Just if you ever if you have ever seen Love Jones, you understand how black how poetic, how just real it is, like just from the conversations. It's just amazing. Anyways, I'm it definitely makes good. you want to visit Chicago. Like, mm, is this what it's, and that's what it feel like too. Right, cool. right. Which also reminded me, because when I was watching it, she was like, uh, Nina was like, I have to go to New York. And I'm like, y'all not in New York? Oh right. yeah, this isn't New York. Right. right. <clears throat> Anywho, Feeling really blessed, happy to be here, happy to be alive. Um, happy new month. It is June. Yes. It is almost summertime. The happier point. Right. Um, second quarter of the year, the last month of the second quarter of the year. Yeah. Um, so if you have not caught up on any of your goals yet, you still have time. You still can, you know, accomplish a whole bunch of things just because Mm -hmm. it's been six months in. Like, maybe you've been relaxing for six months. Now it's time to turn up, you know, or maybe you've been turning up for six months. Now it's time to have a new, different direction of something in your life. So, um, just happy, grateful, and blessed to be here. How are you, Khalil? I am feeling good. Feeling good, feeling great, feeling great, feeling good. How are you? Well, thank you for asking. I'll tell you. Uh, <laughs> Did you have to poise on? Mm, you just killed my <laughs> mood. Like, I was feeling good. I was feeling good. It's because you had to when face I the heard, when I When I heard <laughs> that, I was just crying. I just cringed just a little bit. Oh, Oh. This beast is amazing for so many things. But so many things. So many things. <laughs> so many things. I want him to write a book. Okay. Happy Black uh, Music. <laughs> Happy Black Music Month to everybody. You're right. It is June. Happy Black Music Month to right. everybody. Uh, Apple Music knows <laughs> when I turn on Apple Music, the black Apple, Apple black black playlist, this black playlist. Yeah, they started that last year and they continued it again yeah, this year. Yeah. Shout out to y'all. Right, you know, shoot, I it reminds me back to the um to when I learned it was Black Music Month on. Do you remember VH1 hits? Yes. Do you remember VH1? Don't. Mm-hmm. Don't. Mm-hmm. Dude, just a little commercial. Dude, the girl take. Did those the, channels the get eliminated? I I think it's gone. Yeah. Oh, the girl man. took the, the girl used to take the the audio cord and plug it into the mm-hmm. trees. <laughs> Celebrating Black Music Month. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Right. So that's been great. Um, yo, like speaking of, shout out to Michelle Williams who was walking into Target who's books are all the way sold out having praise parties in public I love that. and giving us destiny's child reunions i love that <sighs> i needed that that was great um i started watching that damn michael che on my on hbo max michael che head writer of um snl and it's also produced mm. by lauren michaels but it's just his version of sketch comedy and it's Chappelle show-esque i really enjoy it it's authentic i think it's really funny um that's where i saw godfrey's no michael che's black oh okay <laughs> that's where I that's where I saw that's where I saw Godfrey's version of Steve Harvey. It was hilarious. Um and uh speaking of goals, I got I got the mastered version back of one of my songs. Nice. Yeah, it's time to have a great summer. Looking forward to that. My sister was up here this weekend, my blood sister. It was good to nice. see her. She stopped at Cat's Deli, brought us back some sandwiches. I Got know, my that's pastrami right. and mustard and Thousand Island on. It was great. Hallelujah. Is and, it really uh, that great? Oh, you should go. Cat's always has like a line that like wraps don't, around the corner. Don't go during the day. But when you detail the sandwiches, it's great. You just said two slices of bread, meat. 
and just some. But you see, sure, okay, you could look at any sandwich like that. You taste like sugar and meat, but it's all about how they prepare the meat. Okay. They brine that. They they're noticed. They're known for their uh, pastrami and corned beef, but really their pastrami sandwiches. They probably like brine that meat for days, and then when they cook it, it's like they smoke it. Like you ever seen the way Guy Fieri? Like you ever look at the Travel Channel? Mm-hmm. I I went there before. It was on the Travel. I mean, Channel. I Did watched see... almost every episode of Diners, Drivers, and right. And you see the way they break that meat open, mm-hmm. and you see like when they do it in McDonald's commercials, it never tastes the same because as it's fake. Sandwich. But when they do it on the cat, oh, that's why cats don't have commercials. That's why you got to watch Guy Fieri to do it. Because mm. when they break that joint, oh, it tastes just like that. And it's thick. Okay. The sandwich is thick. Okay. Um, that just meat and bread. Got it. Okay. Okay. You know what? <laughs> that's fine. Next show at pianos. You, when I, that's when the best time to go. After a show at pianos, go right down the street. When, uh, when I be had, when I had shows at pianos, and got right it. Afterward, go down the street to Katz's. It's late, no line. Oh, okay. That's Twenty dollars well spent. Yep. Mm-hmm. And uh, Swiss did versus t- verse Tim, and now Sylvie has got quotes and um, uh, 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 Swissonomics in our in my head. On it was group. a fun versus. It was a fun versus that actually, almost nobody I knew about. It. Yeah, I didn't know. I missed it. Like they, they, <laughs> they like I, I was upset because I wore. Look what I have on. Look what I have on. What shirt is this? What shirt is that? Uh, this says twenty five years of, uh, hip hop. I'm sorry. Who is who? Uh, uh, oh, uh, it's Summer Jam. Yes. Who's that? Who's that? Oh, that's Swiss that, right there. That's Swiss. This is the shirt from the year that you and I went to Summer Jam in 2018 when Versus was born. So yes. the rematch that they were talking about was from this day, this shirt, this yes. Summer Jam. We were at the first one. So I kind of saw it already. However, I do wish I would have seen it on their platform that they've built up um, in uh, in, that, in that. It was in Miami. Arena. It was at Live. Um, oh, I felt like the crowd, the crowd could have been more hype, but I okay. don't know. Yeah, right. Um, did Tim play Aaliyah songs? T- come on now. Of course, right, right. Yes, and he also played it at Summer Jam when we performed. Right, I know. he played Aaliyah songs. Tim yeah. and and Swiss, it was a really good, friendly battle. Swiss sure Beast had great. that towel and was wiping them was gallons of sweat off his forehead. I was like, I know that's right, King. You are right. sweating up there. Right. Swiss had a three piece, four piece, nine piece suit on. And just okay. kept on every, every two songs, kept on re- removing an item of clothing and putting it down, removing an item of clothing, and then taking a sip of liquor. And I'm just like, okay. hmm, maybe that's why you're getting hotter. But okay. at the same time, it- <laughs> <laughs> huh? Because <laughs> what did that make sense? Um, that's why you get it they out. were they were friendly talking shit to one another. Uh, yeah, that's all I want to say for now. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna talk about some more later. Yeah. Alrighty. I'm gonna poise on later. Okay. <laughs> All right. You are determined for this to be the title of the show. <laughs> are you ready? Yes. Let's get into. I was about to say something about poison. Oh my gosh. Let's get into <laughs> the weekly. And you, the poise son. <laughs> the weekly. The weekly. Playlist. Oh my god. Weekly playlist. The weekly playlist. Weekly playlist. It's the weekly playlist, baby. To keep up with our weekly playlist, follow us on Instagram at On The Way Weekly, where we release it every week. This week we've got Fire in Little Africa by Fire in Little Africa. Exodus by DMX. Goodbye and Good Riddance by Juice World, and When Smoke Rises by Mustafa. This week from my first album, I had Fire in Little Africa by Fire in Little Africa. It's a self-titled it's, it's the self-titled album from the collective group from Tulsa, Oklahoma. This is their first album, and and a lot of the producers were a lot of the creative team of the collective, including Two Piece. Canvas with an X, uh, like that. Dr. Ellis. Is that it? No. Dr. View. Nolo Ellis. Jimmy Joe. Produced by Papa. Warm. Male Motives. And Centro. So, 
what I really liked about this album was Fire and Little Africa is a group. This week we're celebrating the centennial of the Tulsa, Oklahoma, what we're now calling Massacre, Race mm-hmm. Massacre. Um, for years it was called the Race Riot. Um, and recently, in the last 10 to 15 years, it's been renamed the Race Massacre. And the reason that that is important is because when it was known as a riot, people who suffered and who were oppressed and who were killed and the survivors of that massacre, who really mostly died off in the 90s, they were never able to fully recoup everything that they were owned. They were never able to recoup anything because right. when they went to file those lawsuits with the state of with the city of Tulsa, because it was known as a riot, uh, they were therefore not able to be compensated anything. Uh, and the city really did a great job of covering it up. Um, this story, I really learned even more about the story this week through hearing um, some podcast episodes and then hearing how they took the story and put it into the album. Just a little bit of history. It says... Fire in Little Africa is the story, if you go to their website, it says Fire in Little Africa is the story of the passion and resilience of artists in Tulsa leading the community through music, art, and entrepreneurship. The Woody Guthrie Center, uh, the Woody Guthrie Center and Bob Dylan Center are proud to present this album, documentary, and podcast in, co- in collaboration with the 1921 Tulsa Race Massacre Centennial Commission. Fire in Little Africa brings together the fire, brings together the top rappers, singers, musicians, and visual artists in Oklahoma to commemorate the centennial of the 1921 massacre and introduce Tulsa's hip hop culture to a global audience. So I thought that that was just such a dope reason to get artists together that we. We've, we've never we've maybe never heard of but a, a centennial commission put money into this to make sure that we heard this and it was really worth it uh i learned that the story started with uh, a man sorry with a black man in an elevator who was being that was being ran by a white woman and she was uh, when he got out in the elevator she said that he tried to rape her he she tried to touch him tried to do all this stuff to him mm. people saw they immediately took him into custody and then the people from the greenwood side of town uh and you really got to do your, your research into greenwood i'm not trying to hold you but uh bottom line they were freed people and it was a oklahoma was a huge oil state and everybody was getting money at this point uh-huh. and so they had two different they had two different sides of the town of and it was known as little africa uh, I always wonder, like we in New York, we have Little Italy, you know, Ch- uh, what's it called? Little, what's it called? Chinatown. They got, you know, but even Harlem, but it's not called Little Africa. But here was Little Africa in Oklahoma, Black Wall Street, uh, Greenwood, and they had they locked this man up. The, their mob and the people from uh, uh, Greenwood came over with their mob. People from uh, in Tulsa came over with their mob. They got to fighting, and then after that. <sighs> They went back to Greenwood. They came over that night, and they, the police in, in Tulsa, they deputized white people. They deputized people, regular people, gave them guns and badges and said, go kill you some niggers. That was the rule. That was the law. They went and did that. And so the whole thing, the, the, the album starts with the song Elevator, and it's just a dope, it just, it's a dope way to tell this story. Um, and it talks about how, like, he's a fly dude, and she was all up on him in the elevator. She was all trying to squeeze and grab on him. He was like, you can't trust these girls and all that. I tried to give her some. And then the elevator opened, and she starts screaming. Like, whoa. Diamond. Drink when I walk, call me Diamond. Diamond. Everywhere they know it's Diamond. Diamond. My riding for Diamond. Diamond. Reincarnated this Simon. Uh-huh. I'm shining bright as you find them. Yeah. And you know that I be styling. Real as it get in this climate. I'm in need everything that you got up in your wallet. I'm saying no brothers to stick up. Oh, I'm not just for It's just the the way that they can add point of views to it, like that one. They had a song with Charlie Wilson on here. was amazing. Love this project. For my first project this week, I had the eighth and posthumous album from the late, great DMX, titled Exodus. <clears throat> wow. Um, I definitely did not expect that. I know. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> Yo, okay. That's where we're going. All right, cool. This album has been in the making since 2017 up until um, the final days of DMX. 
He actually recorded this album in a Snoop Dogg studio, but only during the day because that's when he had the most free time. And Swiss Beats actually said that that's when he probably, um, his mind was more clear or more during the day. Um, and it was good bonding, bonding time for the both of them. And they haven't done that in like over 13 years. This this album has been, uh, he's been recording this album since 20, 2017. Swiss Beast is the head executive producer on this album, but you also have production from A-Rab Music, Prime Maximus, Wanda, Avenue Beats, Mr. Porter, Shroom, Bugs to Beat, even Fonsworth Bentley. Come on, Fonsworth. <laughs> so this album was very interesting to me. Um, I like the few songs on here, uh, such as That's My Dog featuring the Locks and Swiss Beats. Um, Dogs Out featuring Lil Wayne. Money, Money, Money featuring Moneybag Yo was also good. Um, I also liked Hood Blues featuring West Side Gun, Benny the Butcher, and Conway the Machine. <coughs> yeah, Take Control right. with Snoop Dogg was also a good song. Um, and then the end, which is Prayer. I felt like it did sound like the end, like a final project from an artist, you know? Like some songs were completed, some songs seemed like they were put together. After, like it sounded like it was put together after he was alive, um, and not in a bad way, but more like you know, this was put together in respect, but at the same time, this probably wasn't the final cut. Um, I hope that this is the last album from DMX. I hope that they let it rest like this and just end it with Exodus. He was a part of this project. He had, you know, his hands in his project. He had his pen in this project. I hope they ended just like this. Mm. Um, I hope Swiss and this and his team doesn't decide to do another album. To to you know, I, I feel like we have enough. Mm. We have eight projects. The legacy will forever live on. Legacy will forever reign. Um, but I feel like this is a great way to end it. You know, I don't want them to pop smoke him. This album already had a lot of features. Um, and I'm not sure if the album was supposed to have these many, these many features or not, but it already had too many, in my opinion. So, and in some of the songs, DMX doesn't appear until like the last verse, which is a little bit, mm, but all in all, good project. I wanted to just stay solid and end this way. And yeah. This week for my second album, I had not quite a posthumous album it's actually a first version it's actually an anniversary edition of the first album by juice world called goodbye and good riddance it was re-released last week it was re-released this week he's from he was from chicago illinois that he of course we know that he passed that he passed away in 2019 from a drug overdose uh this was the first of his three albums, there's one more that's still on the way. The producers on here were Don Robb, Nick Mira, CB's, CB Mix, Jay Higgins, Mitch Moolah, Benny Blanco, Sidepiece, Cordo, and Rick and Thaddeus. And the only feature he had on here was Lil Uzi Vert. Um, I listened to the whole project, and of course, the... The number one song, the song that really got him to the charts on this project was Lucid Dreams and the remix featuring Lil Uzi, Uzi Vert. That's one that really shot him out. Uh, you know, how's it go, Sylvie? I, I still see the shadows in my room. Right. Right. That's all word, I know. Word. Thanks to TikTok.
Yeah, I, I, the thing about so I understand what this was. So my understanding of him by the end of it, what I got from it at the end was that this was this is the definition of like emo hip hop. Mm-hmm. This is if 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 there ever was such a thing, this is it. And um, a lot of people related to him. He's talking about some deep, deep emotions. Um, and so far, but he's also talking about, and he's just, th- I'm all about self-expression. Oh, do what you got to do. Do it and say what you need to say. That's your journey. Um, but my thing, I think my biggest frustration with this is he's, he's passed away now. He's no longer here. And he died from a drug overdose. And I remember listening to his last album, the one before this, uh, not this, not this, not uh, this one, but, uh, we covered, or I was, I listened to his album to cover it like two years ago. I just remember thinking, I was like, yo, this. The one that he dropped before he passed away. Yeah. And I was like, yo, this, this kid is disturbed. This mm-hmm. kid is disturbed. He did say that. I, I remember telling you, I think like, I was like, yo, this kid has some real issues going on here. And he's clearly talking about all of this in the music. And he's talking about his issues. He's talking about his heartbreak. Like his teen, I get it. Like he's a teenager. He was 21 when he passed. So by that point, he was still a teenager. And he was talking about like, you know, when, when you experience love in that way, it's deep. But it was deep with on top of that with drug use, like heavy drug use, like codeine mm-hmm. and cocaine and, and um, just... Uh, there were suicidal thoughts there was a lot of things that he was thinking about that he was expressing in his music which is what you're supposed to do as an artist i just think that somebody failed him and who's ever responsible for hearing all this music and all like that just come through your your, for your approval to be put out to the masses and just hearing all that and like knowing this kid is going through all that and then just being like okay well (laughs) all right Sounds good. Put it out. Uh, I understand, like, you know, it's his right to have the free speech, but something has has to be said about just, I think that's just a little bit, I think that's not a little bit, very irresponsible to just look past the issues that the person is going through and just see them as a product. Um, so I just hope that, the, and I know his family said that they tried to get him as much help as they possibly could. Mm-hmm before he passed and i just hope that all the systems that were supposed to be working for him were truly working for him for my second project this week i had the debut album when smoke rises by mustafa so mustafa or mustafa the poet as he likes to be called as well he's a 24 year old singer songwriter from toronto canada now this week was the first time i've ever heard of mustafa but like I said, he's a songwriter and he's written for he's written for artists such as The Weeknd um, on his famous Starboy album, Camila Cabello. He's written for other pop artists. He's some low key underground, and I was just like, where has this kid been? Um, but now we have his debut album, When Smoke mm-hmm. Rises. When Smoke Rises has production from Jamie XX. James Blake, uh, Frank Dukes, Simon on the Moon, and Nubella, to name a few. I really like this project. Um, from Stay Alive, which he also has a video for, loved it. Um, up until Comeback, which is the last song. It's only 23 minutes long. Well, it's only about 24 minutes long, but it's such a dope project. Um, Air Forces. I think my fave, fave, fave was the hearse. There's a war outside and I can't lose all my dogs. I can't choose. Right or wrong, right or wrong. We get it on and popping. Oh, we were always popping. But you know how that hate goes. You know how that cables. Oh, we used to rock the same clothes. And niggas made me wrap you in a what she also has a video for but he also has the only feature on here and an also another dope song um capo with samfa mm. right um i feel like mustafa he's soft-spoken but i do feel where he's coming from with with his voice um he reminds me somewhat of a like Brent Fayez, Frank Ocean, like 
type of genre. Mm. It's very much alternative. But this project is dope. Like, I really, really, really fucked with it. Mm. This week for our honorable mentions, we had the singles. Drop by Yo Gotti featuring the baby. Voices of Heroes by Lil Baby and Lil Dirk. And Oh, oh no, 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 sorry. Killer Remix by Eminem, Jack Harlow, and Corday. And We Win by Lil Baby and Kirk Franklin. Produced by <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> produced by Just Blaze from the Space Jam 2 soundtrack. This track is hard. And now it's time for Music News. What's going on this week, Khalil? This week it was announced that the world is coming to a, is that the world is coming into alignment the planet is shaping up to where it's supposed to be because the queen of hip hop soul is receiving her flowers the way that she ought to receive them right. can i i don't know how i turned into a reverend but can i get a hallelujah oh from the chorus <laughs> Oh my God, <laughs> we're not doing that. <laughs> I'm very done, Mary. Yo, um, and uh, one day a once a prophet once said, Please. "Life can only be what you make it. When you're feeling down, you should never fake it." You sound like Say Tommy what? when he used to do like the preacher shit on Martin. Say what's on <laughs> your mind. And you'll find in time that all the negative energy, it will all deceive. And you'll be at peace with yourself. I can't stop. You won't really need no one else except for the man above because he'll give you love. That's some of the truest advice. Words, for real, for real. Like when you talk about like artists whose lyrics have really connected with you and it feels like wisdom that's some of the that's some of the truest lyrics i've ever heard in my life mary was there for me at a time at my lowest bro uh that i've experienced thus far hopefully never have to go that low again um but she because she needs to be so transparent it's it's already it's already there for you to connect to she raised a generation so mary number one is getting her star on the uh apollo walk of fame so get your get your flowers queen um she deserves that and she wasn't inducted she was a nominee to be inducted into the hall of fame she didn't get it this year but um they need to recognize that's our patty labelle that's of our generation right she's our auntie um also uh but really more importantly or i guess the most pressing news is that mary has a documentary called my life which will be premiering on amazon prime it's an amazon original documentary um it's directed by oscar by oscar-winning filmmaker vanessa roth it goes on a journey through her road to stardom from the beginning to her present day success um it briefly touches on the rises demises demons and blessings of her livelihood from her childhood neighborhood to the conception of my life it features um commentary from the likes of diddy and taraji p henson and anything mary I'm all the way here for a deeper look into her life, like uh, uh, um, just a, a deeper look into the creation of this album and who she is as an artist. The world needs to know that. Um, they go ahead. Right, because she even said in the trailer that she um recorded this album at one of the darkest times of her life. Mm-hmm. Um, and hearing that, 
and then going back to hear the album again, I'm like, hmm. I mean, like you said earlier, my life, the self titled the, the the self-titled track is just mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. I really play that if I'm like going through something. I play that if I'm not going through something, I just want to sing my heart out. Like mm-hmm. it's such a great song, but it's not only that. We have I'm the only woman. Like that's a track that like not a lot of people know about. Like mm-hmm. I'm going down, of course. Mm-hmm. Be with you. Be happy. I love you. Mm-hmm. I love you. Like my life is one of my favorite Mary albums. This is this is why I wish that I wasn't four years old when this came out. And I was more like maybe 24, so I could like maybe have soaked this in a little bit differently. Right, a little bit deeper. But right. I'm also glad that I can appreciate it at the age that I am now. Right. Oof. There's nothing like a Mary concert either. That she's like. I just want her to get her flowers, and I'm glad she is. I really want this Mariah versus Mary versus to happen. I think it's the perfect matchup. I've been hearing people talk about they're not on the same level. Y'all a shot out if you think that oh, Mary they definitely J. Blige. Are. You shot out if you think Mary J. Blige is not a worldwide icon. You can say her name all over the world, and she will be recognized off of Family Affair alone, okay? Give right. her her flowers. I'm done. Okay, so speaking of Versus. Mm. Speaking of Versus. So we mentioned earlier that Swizz and Tim had their secret Versus that nobody knew about until it actually right. happened right. Um, right. this past weekend. So during the Versus... Timbaland, of course, was playing some songs, and uh, some of his songs were Justin Timberlake cuts, right? Now, I was watching this live. <clears throat> After he would play a Justin song, Swizz would say, Justin got to come out. He's mm-hmm. coming out. He got to come out. Actually, he said, like, don't, don't play no Justin song. Don't play no Justin songs. And I'm like, hmm, okay, why would he say that? A few Justin songs later, Tim Swizz actually said, like, Justin got to come out. He got to admit that he loved the black culture and he got to be on this stage. You took from the black culture, you give to the black culture. Come to Versus and be a part of black culture. I don't know if he said that because he was drinking. I don't know if he just, like, it was one of those, like, impulse things. But he said it a few times. Well. Um, well. In the aftermath, he, him and, him and uh, Swizz and Tim hopped on Instagram Live. And well. Tim told Swizz that he went a little bit too hard on Justin Timberlake. And Swiss just said that, you know, that was just comments part of his game, game man, gamesmanship, which was true. I mean, they were talking shit to each other the whole night. But, yeah, Swiss actually said that he doesn't have a problem with JT. Um, can't wait to see you get on stage having fun because you deserve it, too. Now, let's move back a little bit. The comments of him saying you took from the black culture, you give to the black culture, come to verse to be a part of black culture. I don't see how that's going to how does that solve anything? And answer quickly, please, Swiss Beats. How does that solve anything? How does that solve from you saying, you calling him out? Okay. Justin Timberlake can do anything in, the, in, in, in like behind the scenes. He could be quiet for years, for months. People will never forget what he did to Janet on the super, at, the super Bowl, at the Super Bowl. They will never not. They, they had that man in 2020 apologizing which was long overdue, about that performance. And then to say that, well, you took for the black culture, now you're going to the black culture. I don't feel like we need a Justin Timberlake versus... Um, for what? You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like it should be... It's just, this is something that should be... <laughs> and it's not even, like, a black thing, but I feel like... If you've already asked an artist to come be a part of the versus stage and they said no, drop it. That's it. You know? Y'all done asked uh, Christopher Maurice too many damn times and he told you, I'm not going to do it. Or whatever excuse that he said. Okay, drop it. You know, there uh, there are other artists out there. I think we need more versus with women. We need more with women. I want to see Missy versus Pharrell. Missy... Versus so humble and it's so nice. She doesn't want to do it. I know. She She doesn't want to do it. And it's so crazy because I don't want to see Missy. Well, yes, I want to see Missy against, I was going to say, I want to see Missy against um, a male producer. Like, I want to see her against Pharrell. But that's like, you know, 
That would be a golden like versus. Bro. I would love to see her against Pharrell. Like, I would love to see that. I mean, I would love to have seen it against Tim, but that made no sense. But, yes, I would have loved to see a Missy out there. You know, I want to see a Janet versus. I want to see Mariah versus. I want to see other singer, other artists. Oh, Let's just drop the one. whole that'd Justin Timberlake that'd be a good one. thing. We don't got to do mean, that. It wouldn't be a good one. But I guess at this point, I, Janet versus Beyonce. Janet versus Beyonce. I'm just been thinking, who could B go up against? People been okay, saying but, Rihanna. But I also, I, I also want Rihanna you to just Beyonce. drop the whole Beyonce thing. Why? Because Why? I don't think she's showing up for that, baby. I don't think that's happening. <laughs> that's Why not? not? Happening. <laughs> you don't think Jay Z's eventually gonna verse Nas? Eventually, it's gonna happen. If. And if that happens, mark my words, June thir- June third, twenty twenty one. If that happens, yes. then there's hope. Yeah, that's if the only thing that gives me hope. If her husband's not gonna do it, she's not gonna do it. He's gonna do it. You know, because versus is for fun. If you think about it, yeah. um, and he's gonna if, do he's gonna do a live one. They're not gonna do one where you sit there at the screens. Like they're gonna be in person, like back and forth. Swizz and Tim's was in person. The last few verses were in like person. That. Just like that. They Jay-Z were in person. I don't know yes. where they got tickets. Where are they asking these crowd? Like, did they pick up yes. people from the street? <laughs> like, where are they getting these people from? Oh well, some people are back. Shout out to Wendy Williams. She's having people back in the audience. Some people are back. They're right. Back. Right. Which is also makes me wonder how long is versus gonna do what how are they gonna do this are they gonna make, make it a big thing with like Ticketmaster well, versus right well that thing that with the Swizz and Tim when it was live and it seemed like a concert from the clips I saw it, it did like, it it was um it was like yeah a mini concert and look all right so you telling me if niggas so right that's why Jay-Z's holding out okay you telling the moment the moment that they say that there are tickets on sale for the it's Jay-Z quiet. versus it's Nas quiet, versus what are you crazy? Are you crazy? It's are you quiet. crazy to you think you're gonna get a ticket? <laughs> no, I'm saying all oh, right, right. I'm not. Gonna, I'm just saying. Okay, I thought you yeah. said that it wouldn't be. It, it's gonna no, be no. It's out. gonna. It that might happen. Right. That I can see happening. And that's but, a smart reason to hold off than to do it. Bro, I can also virtually. see that being like a small, intimate crowd of like people that they know. Sure. Well, I think like you ever seen his B side show? Yes. Uh, like, like like something like that. Maybe not like a huge arena, but like a little theater, something like that. Yeah. Right. Yep. Yep. And most of the people will be people that they know. And then a few, you know, extras, but nothing big to the public. There is another one coming up. So we shall see. Who is it? Oh, Lil Bow Wow versus Soldier Boy. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, yes. Look, and let me just say ahead of time if Soldier Boy is not dressed, in 4X clothing, keep oh. it. You don't want new soldier boy. Keep it. Keep it. I want him to do alpha changes and I want him to be in 4X clothing for a lot of the songs, the twerk songs. And you that want Bow Wow to have a thing under his eye and a headband? Bow Wow better have a lace braided corn roll cap. <laughs> Hit up Tyler Perry for like a lace corn roll cap. Oh, and, right. and And put that on and, and whatever. That's going to be a That's going to be a hot mess. I can't wait to see that one. On the way, listeners, what are your favorite Bow Wow and Soldier Boy songs? Tweet us at On the Way Weekly and let us know. We're gonna go, and we'll be right black. We're back, and it's time to get into the blackness. Don't touch my head. It's just me against the world. Who taught you to hate your family? The blackness. Keep the game on. Here we talk about the world, i.e. black political and social issues, as we see them through our point of view. What's going on this week, Khalil? Um, this week, the Biden administration announced that next time you go for a shape up or you go to get your edges laid or you get that weave tied in or your natural, whatever it is you do, Black Queen, um, you can also go on down there and have the barber or the beautician 
give you a COVID shot. Um, I'm vexed, so I'm good, but that's your priority. <laughs> Sorry, I'll save that for the mm-hmm. end. Um, the thing is, the, the initiative is called Shots at the Shop. <laughs> and it's aimed at recruiting and training 1,000 black-owned beauty salons and barbershops to administer and promote the COVID-19 vaccination throughout the country. Uh, the Biden administration will also team up with various organizations throughout the country uh, 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 I just uh, mm, let me finish the plan is to, <laughs> he's planned to ramp up vaccination efforts uh, shots at the shop will also include f- uh, free child care for parents who want to get vaccinated keeping pharmacies open for 24 hours on Fridays and partnering with local mayors and races uh, in a race to see who can raise its vaccination numbers the fastest. Additionally, free vaccines will also be available at NBA, NHL, MLB, and NASCAR competitions with free beer for vaccinated adults. Jesus. Provided by Anheuser-Busch beginning on July 4th. Uh, yeah, yeah. Anheuser-Busch also announced that they're going to give free beer away if we can meet Biden's goal of 70% of the country vaccinated by July 4th. My thing is, you know, here's the thing. I just think that we are really an ass of a country for needing all these different incentives to get vaccinated. Like, there are places that are really over here suffering and like if you're not going to get vaccinated that's fine if but like what is all this like we'll give you a million dollars we'll give you this we'll give you that like are we children like if you're going to get the vaccination get the vaccination donuts burgers like, oh my god just anything now to they, get the vax and now they got the barber and the beautician <laughs> giving the anything. shot listen i trust the barber to be a barber and the beautician to be a beautician and the doctor to be a doctor Same and time. the nurse to That's be a nurse like other countries be laughing at america <laughs> so like, i'm good like um, I think that this is a little shot out, but, and you know, uh, but I understand that it's to, uh, the reasoning is to, uh, get black people to do it with people that they really trust within the community. And I think that, but I really think that I, I need to see these kind of, uh, incentives to the, the white Republican males who are really the problem, who don't want to get vaccinated, um, I, I I think this is a myth that black people are not trying to get vaccinated. I know a lot of niggas who's vaccinated, like um, right. and and some who's who's and 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 a lot and I know a lot who aren't too. But if you're gonna make this effort, I just need to see what you're gonna do for. You're gonna start having uh uh uh. Y'all need to start having COVID shots at clan meetings too, and all like that. You know, to balance it out is all wow. I'm saying. I had um. <laughs> I've been vaxxed twice by the doctor, so I'm good. But y'all go right on ahead. This week for my Queen Spotlight, I wanted to highlight three beautiful queens. We'll start off with Nia Faith Betty. She's a 19-year-old Howard University student. Um, Her and her sister, Justice, they founded uh, a company called Revolutionaire. It's an action platform that equips changemakers with the tools, network, and information needed to accelerate and amplify their impact for social injustices. So I feel like that is so dope. Um, Mm. So it's an education and action platform uh, which inspires other activists to fuel their dreams into revolutions uh, this Blackout Tuesday and beyond. Uh, Their key focuses are criminal justice reform, environmentalism, anti-gun violence, housing and food security, and racial equity. So shout out to you, Queen. Thank you so much. My second queen that I want to shout out is one of the oldest living survivors of the Tulsa race massacre, Miss mm-hmm. Viola Fletcher. Uh, she told her story to Congress earlier this week. Uh, she is 100 years 107. old. 107 years old. Sorry about that. Um, her and the known survivors uh, told members of Congress that they still believe in America and they hope that we all work together. 
one day and that we are one. My third queen that I want to shout out this week is, which I felt like she's been a queen spotlight before, but this week for reasons that I really respect, Naomi Osaka. Um, last week she withdrew from the French Open mm-hmm. due to, um, well, she actually, before she withdrew from the French Open, um, she had declined to do press. Uh, she had, she had, right. She had, um, said in a statement on Instagram that she was dealing with, um, her mental health. Um, she had dealt with depression in the past and that, you know, she basically exclaimed, explained why she was not going to, uh, speak in the press. And then shortly after, um, decided to take the attention off of her in her own words and she withdrew from the French Open um, mainly for her for personal reasons and for her mental health and health and I feel like I never understood um, until this past week about how athletes go through what they go through and then afterwards they have to sit there and listen to you know journalists ask them sometimes the same question in different forms. You've seen clips and interviews and things like that. Like I've seen Serena when she's got, got upset. I've seen Marshawn when he said like, I'm just here so I don't get fined. I'm just here so I don't get fined. But I never fully took into why they well, just did not really, you know, care to speak to the, to the press like that. Right, right. Um, and $15,000. $15,000 that she was fined um, for refusing. I stand beside her. Nike stands beside her. A lot of people, a lot of other artists stand beside her openly. They've said that they stood beside her and respect her decision. Um, and she hopes that in the future that she can actually work with organizations to make it easier for other athletes um, so that if, you know, they can come to some kind of solution, you know, rather than, oh, you don't want to, you know, speak to the press today, you're going to get fined. You know, like right. what what can I we what, what 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 can we do? You know, because not every single time someone's ready to just sit there and after a long game or after something happens and and talk to a whole bunch of people. And I get it that that comes with the life, but you have to also take in that artist's mental and physical health into consideration. If that thing is, if that press conference or that thing or or whatever it is is going to end up affecting the mental health so much that it affects the way that they play the game or do the sport or do the art or do the job, then it's not necessary. Like some people are, some people are great at doing the sport or doing the art and speaking in public. And some people aren't, I was listening to, what was I watching the view today and, uh, or, or yesterday. And they were talking about how the number one fear among all people is public speaking. Like death is like number six. Public speaking is number one. So if somebody's great at playing tennis, if she's great at playing tennis and she's not great at public speaking, then don't try to make her great at public speaking. She's great at tennis. She's gotten there, which is not like a normal average everyday place to be. Just let the girl play tennis. She said that she's an introvert. For people who don't really know her, she's really, you know, close and timid. So when she has to do these things, she does, you know, get a lot of anxiety. Right, right. So it's not easy for a lot of people. And and, um, and I I do think, you know, if, if it's something that she can improve on, that she can continue, because that's the thing. I'm sure that at this point she's already tried several several times to, like, you know, a- attack this issue or approach this issue. And right. so hopefully it's something that she can continue to improve on. Um, and as she does that, that's her priority. But in the meantime, don't be, how you going to find her 15, not 1500, 15 K thousand for not speaking to the press. That just means that the press has, there's a relationship between the press and the league. And, uh, to violate that is, is probably a little worrisome for the, for the league with their, regarding their relationship with the press. So, but I mean, they got to come to a solution, a conclusion, because this ain't it. I also appreciate a lot of these companies who are just like, yeah. Like MasterCard was like, we support her and admire her courage to address important issues, both on and off the court. 
which she has done several times. You know, like I feel like this is this could be the beginning of something. Right. She she was saying that she felt like the, you know, she was even acknowledged that she wasn't trying to hurt anybody, but that the right. rules were outdated, and right. hopefully they can come to some kind of solution. So yeah, I agree. Shout out to you, Queen, for your bravery and your courage, cause. <sighs> On the way, listeners, will you be heading down to the barber or beauty shop to get your COVID shot? No. Tweet us at On the Way Weekly and let us know. We're gonna go. And we'll be right back. I don't need nobody else. Oh, you got me on the way. Yearning for your loving, baby. I need that every day. Cause you know this ain't made for, for nobody but you. You. You don't need nobody else. Is you trying to see me later? Sending pictures from my phone and flooding up your day. It's a wrap. It's time to get out of here, but not before we leave you with some encouragement. Once again, you can find our quotes on our Twitter at On The Way Weekly every Monday for some motivation. This week, our quote says, I always believe that when you follow your heart or your gut, when you really follow the things that feel great to you, you can never lose because settling is the worst feeling in the world. So I chose this quote from Rihanna. Um, because specifically of the last rhyme, the last line, I love the whole quote in its entirety, but settling is the worst feeling in the world. Um, in my opinion, I feel like when you're just like, okay, fine. Earlier I was getting something. I was getting a pretzel actually from what's a pretzel. And the woman had asked me, you know, do you want salted or unsalted? And I said, unsalted. And I saw her purposely, not purposely, but I saw her put a salted pretzel in my bag. And like for the split second, I was like, if you don't tell her that you said unsalted so she can put that back. Cause like there'd be times where I just probably take that pretzel and then be like complaining about later on. Like, oh, I got the salted one. I settled for it. Now I'm scraping up all the salt. Or in the moment I was just like, yeah, no, I said unsalted. Right. You know, so it's better than you complaining about something later on because you're in it. You know, that's what settling is. Word. When I think of settling, I think of it in relation to like how we can fall into it. And I think it always comes down to it's a trap because I think it com- for me, it comes down to the choice between compromise and settling. Compromise is when you try to meet somebody or meet in the middle for the greater good. And I find myself always trying to serve the greater good and kind of putting myself uh and i'm uh uh, last when especially when it comes to like friends and social situations and stuff like that but and but that's something that you really have to watch uh so that you don't end up settling sometimes you have to learn how to draw i have to learn how to draw a, a strict boundary it's like nope the answer is no and there's no compromise about it because if I, uh, what I think is a compromise is actually going to be me sitting here wasting my potential, looking back months or days or even hours later. Time is precious, and being like, "Oh, I know I shouldn't have done that. I wish I hadn't mm-hmm. done that. Why did I settle for that?" So yeah, I agree. Exactly. Well, if you're looking for me, you can find me on the Instagram and the Twitter at K-A-H-L-I-L-X-D-A-N-I-E-L and on the Facebook at Facebook.com slash KXD Music. You can also find all my music streaming, all my music streaming, all my music. Well, not all of it, but my music streaming on Tidal, Apple, and Spotify and any other digital streaming platform. And if are you guys ready for? Oh. Are you guys re- <laughs> Sorry. Hope you guys are ready for some new music from your boy. And if you're looking for me, you can find me on Instagram and on Twitter at Sylvie Jones. S Y L V E E J O N E S. My fitness advice for you is to catch the vitamin D. If you live on the East Coast, if you live in the tri-state area, you're gonna get a bunch of it this weekend. And for everything else you heard this week, you can find us on our Facebook at facebook.com slash on the way pod. And 
on our website at instinctent.com slash on the way. And if you love what you hear, please make sure to like and subscribe to us and even share our show on the Apple Podcast app. You can also comment, leave a review, give us a rating, and let us know what you think of the show. Thanks for listening, everybody. We will see you next week. Later. Yeah, yeah. We stress, we grind one time, three times, two time, me time, we time, we roll, three time, rewind, late night, be mine. Yeah, and you know that's for sure. I clear the schedule so you